welcome, welcome, welcome to the lovely HP community and anybody who is new. Before we begin, FYI, a 5D mystic, Enlightenment Soul Age Group, spiritually awakened person is a three-year-old, whole heart, no shame, no trauma, no of the sensations that would arise for those who feel that humans are broken or the whole human suffering bit. So there's no devil or demon or evil in the sense of let me blame something, the temptation and all of the behaviors that are in the biological rudeness of people are due to brain structure potentially, but most so far it's been found that those first 18 months of life really, really matter. So when I see Everything I've learned so far, I'm going to say a person who doesn't know how to treat people, it's because they don't have secure attachment in their own body. In fact, they don't have intimacy with who they are. Not yet. It's only once they can be compassionate towards themselves that they have intimacy. That's because they will have met their own implicit memory in their physicality, which means all of the emotions that can arise. So up till that point, what I get to meet when I'm meeting anybody who doesn't know how to be giggly all the time. Uh, it's a person who I will gladly interact with, but I will also know, okay, <laughs> I'm going to stay careful when they begin projecting their unfinished business from home, their karma, their unresolved trauma, their basically whatever it is that low self-esteem does when people don't know healthy self-esteem and just self-worth. It means they don't know that they're not superior or inferior. They don't know how to feel that. The three-year-old whole heart knows how to feel that. That's why we don't have this shame thing. I'm not defective. I'm imperfect and flawed like any other human. That's it. So if somebody's offended, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. And then depending on if it's really something humongous, meaning I actually did do something that, no, not really. The minute you say I'm offended is the minute that I know I have a sensitive person who doesn't know that we all have subjective life experiences and we can't read each other's mind, even if I am a mystic, I'm still not you. So if you don't understand what it means to be dumb, that, that's okay, I'll be a dumb dumb. But yes, if you don't understand that somebody doesn't read your mind, and so, you know, that's, that's what I have to say. Okay, on that note, um, because I am also a Reiki practitioner, and moving more and more along my journey of holistic and mysticism it's okay when people say oh demon child no not really but i do know about the background of the ancient times thank you to my 4d mystics who talk all about the witch hunts and all that stuff personally my relationship with religion is a good one i learned about jesus and god and thanks to my religious catechism not what I see being upheld by the external and all of everything else, but my personal subjective catechism, I'm like, wow, yes, I confirm my love to Jesus and God and unconditionally love humanity as a whole. So again, nobody's broken. In fact, no, no, there's a very simple choice. Free will, it's called, and oh, remember, you're not the all-knowing, all-anything, and that's when I told God, hey, I don't know what your people are doing, but evil, not really. Psychology, yes, check, and psychology keeps showing, check, no demon in the brains. Neuroscientists have shown it. There's no demon or devil in the brain of a person. So when I was 18, I didn't know that yet, or 20, but I was like, you know, God, I'm still out of that whole shit because they're doing something. They're not even aware that you're all-knowing. Apparently, they still don't know what humble means. And they didn't hear Jesus because he says, forgive them for they do not know. Turn the other cheek. They are actually insulting. They're degrading. They're, they're doing a lot of things. So right now, Reiki, they're taking another 
whole culture and, you know, person who basically allowed us to become Reiki masters, those of us who are, because the energy sphere is shared consciousness. It's of all people, but without the holy seal of approval, you know, kind of like the past days, but we're not in the past days. Thank goodness technology has seen how Reiki can help. In fact, there are some states they actually allow it. No, not just some, like worldwide. It's seen to support people, like help them, like with physical pain and a lot of other things. So science is the miracles that actually work. So science sees Reiki and how it works. They might not understand all of it. It's okay. We're one big ball of energy and then we're in body. So it's pretty straightforward for those of us who are always learning things. The people who are open-minded to learn things. The smart people. Because we're stable, mature, adaptive, rational, and teachable. It's called securely attached human being who is a differentiated self. I have thoughts and feelings of my own. It's my subjective experience of life and you have yours. And it's great to share it when we can have fun like the three-year-old whole heart who has simply put compassion. And when we get people who project their low self-esteem, we know how to handle them very well. Okay, on that note, it's not a devil, it's not a demon. In fact, there's no energy vampires or spiritual warfare. When we meet lower toroidal field people, they usually will have compulsive activity and a very, very human suffering body. We're very sad for them because we know that it's torture from the way they talk to us and they talk about life and a lot of other things. And we're like, so sorry that that's what's going on. And thank you so much, scientific methodology people, for teaching me so much, and I'm still learning, about trauma. And those first 18 months of life, they're horrible when a person doesn't have the ability to be a beautiful, wholehearted three-year-old because their implicit memory in their body, there's no intimacy yet with that emotional body, which is also there's no awareness of how to self-regulate. They can do all the yoga they want if they're not knowing that all humanity is amazing in their brain, the thinking one, they still haven't gotten the full wisdom of their body yet because they don't know how to be compassionate towards all people even if they will get requested in different moments of their life depending on what their journey is so I'm going to move forward with our conversation actually and skip that part okay so what is the day in the life of a securely attached person it's like what I just described we get to learn more and we get to have fun and we get to realize that unless you're a physical life threat which we will usually keep our eyes wide open for somebody who may represent a physical life threat. We will not let them near us if we're that lucky, right? Okay, so obviously the roof could fall on my head, but that's a natural event. So, well, fortunately, that's not happening right now. But if it does, you won't hear from me ever again because I'll be dead. No, you'll hear from me, but not as Maria. It'll be another name and another time, and I won't remember this one, so... There's that too. I will be back in the future. I already know that because I'm a mystic, remember? So we actually do know things about ourselves. I know my past and I know my present. My future I already know and I know enough about it to know how beautiful it is. In fact, actually, I got to get some updates this past summer on where I'm going to end up eventually. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so happy I know it. I had been left hanging, you know, kind of like a cliffhanger in movies. So yeah, this one was funny because I had been left hanging (laughs) as a prisoner. I'm not going to share all the details because it's a personal story and, you know, you share it with the people that are part of it, which I have done that. Not with all of them. I'm missing one of my peeps. I need to call them up and say, hey, guess what? You're in the future with me. You want to know your story? And they're going to laugh their asses off. (laughs) I need to call them. 
So long story short, I got to meet another person that's in my future, except for they're not, so their piece of consciousness. Wow, royalty. I've got to meet royalty. So my mystic community know what I'm talking about. And that's just fucking amazing. I got to meet a piece of consciousness. It's just so beautiful when you can have this relationship to the sphere of energy and then share it. So I told them because I was channeling and downloading information that was part of their, 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 not avatar, even though they called it an avatar, but their higher self, their avatar self, essentially... Um, what's the word, came to me, they wanted an Akashic Record reading, and uh, they didn't wait, they didn't want to wait, once it was asked, like, during the night, I was beginning to have, actually, here's what happened, and this is a story right now, so I'm telling you all a story, my regular listeners, anybody who's new, this is how I work, this, that, everywhere, anywhere, so, I'm sleeping, and I see these beautiful yellow eyes, and I'm already aware that this is the person because, again, mystic. I have relationship with the sphere of energy, so I know what I'm meeting. And I was like, wow, you know, as I'm dreaming and aware, it was just fascinating. She couldn't wait to get a hold of me and be able to share information with her, with her person. But also what I noticed, because this has happened only another time so far, so far I say because I'm sure it'll happen Potentially, I shouldn't say I'm sure because I don't know that, but it's only happened twice. And this was the second time. And all we need is a second time to figure out the mathematics of what's happening. <laughs> so what I've noticed is when people ask me for Akashic Record readings, if it's part of my life somehow, then I will start downloading information even without doing because for Akashic Record readings, you're usually sitting. It's a consultation. It's like going to a person that is a professional because it is a skill set and a tool that people who want to expand their consciousness use seriously by the way a lot of people that I've met so far don't use it but they're 4d people and 3d people and they're not in the enlightenment so age so they're not securely attached within their own body yet in fact they don't know how to self-regulate or to self-surrender they do believe in supernatural so devils evils demons besides the whole concepts of god or source and it's not in the way of you know a word you know the sphere you know it's all the same thing it's in a way of it's only one way kind of so their, their idea is up uh, it's Either you use the word God or you use the word source or you use the word universe. So they're very fixated on it being something that is alive, so to speak. No, not for 5D mystics. It's an energy. It's like, it's like the stars. It's, it's dark matter, dark energy. That's how I'm going to equate it. So when I'm relating to the sphere, it's just energy. That's it. Don't need to give it words. Although I try to so that I can expand on conversations. I need to use words. So I use words that represent sensations like Shiva, no thingness, very straightforward, because it's not the absence of emotion, no, you're present, you're just in silence very easily, Kali, when Kali comes up, you all notice that, because my teenager is Kali, and my teenager is quite the black and white thinker, so I get as I was, but a lot softer, because I'm not a teenager anymore, so I know how to be soft, in fact, I'm uh, quite enamored with the mature emotional person I can be while having Kali and so Shiva comes in and Krishna Lila that's a ventral vagal nervous system state so 
So when you're in a full physiological state of compassion, there's Krishna Lila, exploring the depths of the profound emotions, thoughts that come up with curiosity. And that's because of integrated brain, which means my brain works with my left and right, all hands on deck, as described by Daniel Siegel in when they see an integrated brain and how it works, my default mode network is down-regulated, so I'm not looking out for danger. No, I'm in my ventral vagal nervous system, not because of yoga, because you don't have a weapon in your hand, so I don't need to be in my alert, alert, alert. And even when I wasn't integrated fully, my alert, 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 I got to explore the depths of the profound, my emotions. Well, here's where securely attached people get intimacy with our bodies. Pretty straightforward, actually super straightforward. So much so that introception is really interesting. And I found out that there's a lot more senses. In fact, I need to go find that one. Okay, so I was watching a neuroscientist. I believe he's a neuroscientist because his channel is something about neurodivergent. Let me go check out what his... I have screenshots. Here we go. Neurodivergent doctor. So yes, he's a neuro. Divergent Doctor, great channel, and he also has, I don't remember if it's autism or what he is on the spectrum, but him, his wife, his kids, they're all on the spectrum, and he has this very useful YouTube channel, go find it. So he was talking about our senses, so we have the first five, touch, taste, sight, hearing, smell. He says the sixth, and see for my interpersonal neurobiology course, Daniel Siegel talks about the sixth as introception. So he has that way of talking about it. This dude, on the other hand, says it's vestibular. So the sixth is vestibular, which has everything to do with violence and posture. And then the seventh is proprioception, which is about body parts and feeling that insight. So here's introception from Daniel Siegel. But then he says introception as well. And he talks about how this helps to prepare us for homeostasis. So all these different data points, they're not in any order. But as a person who's able to explain how I feel inside, I'm like, wow, okay, and restore your embodied self. That's our homeostasis. And then when you hear Sadhguru talking about why yoga and everything that people are able to feel in yoga. So he talks about being able to feel your organs and, you know, the blood vessels. There's a video I was watching of his interview and he was describing this and now I'm like, oh, that's introception. So see, we can all do it. Obviously though, here's where, when you're learning about the neurodivergence. So as I was watching this video, the way that the person talks about this is where I'm like, okay, my panic stuff doesn't always have anything to do with energy or other stuff. Sometimes it just has to do with this, with the introception part, because again, the way he talks about it made me understand, oh wait, where is it? He talks about how it's connected to our fight flight nervous system. And that's why sometimes we can have, yes, he explains introception. So it's connected to our autonomous nervous system, the flight-fight actual mechanism. And sometimes you can enter into dysregulated states of fright. And I was like, okay, that's part of why when I have moments. Long story short, here's the way a mystic 5D will work. We don't want to go and gain the ancient stories. We like to know about the sciences and then we can explain 
So for me, Sadhguru is my only go-to for spirituality concepts. The 4D plane is good for some of those notions on metaphysics as a terrorism. So for example, moving out of the 4D plane, the alchemist lady gives a really good description of that. I experienced it and that's why when I heard it, I was like, wow, and I discussed it with my regular listeners. So they will have heard of it. And we can do other episodes as we gain new listeners. If you have any questions, when you hear me talking about something, just let me know. Paid subscription-based model content is for people who want guidance and mysticism to be in that 5D realm. And I'm using words without saying it's a label. Please don't use them as labels. I, I'm able to share with you my subjective human being mystic experience and then say I can give you guidance on what you're hearing about. And yes, paid subscription-based. And I'm using words, but please don't make yourself a little, you know, I'm a, we're, we're using words so that we can understand 5D is oneness consciousness. It's Christ consciousness. It's unconditional love. It's you as a piece of Purusha Parakriti. It's your three-year-old whole heart. It's a human 101 who does not have shame. It's a human 101 who uses an integrated brain. It's a human 101 who knows how to talk about the body and say, yeah, I don't know everything and I'm mixing things up. But it's all a-okay because I'm sure I could build up a list of proof if I needed to, which I'm not going to from the science people. My neurodivergent, neuroscience, biology, and mental health people. This is who I'm, ta- who I'm talking about. Put to the side for a minute the stories. Mysticism is an experience that is awesome. But unlike what 4D does, which is create a story, I'm sharing mysticism is awesome. It's a subjective experience and it's beautiful when you stop talking about spiritual warfare and demons and devils and you stop talking about your oversoul like there's some supposed to be cancel. So people who project their unfinished business from home, so their own unresolved trauma, their own fear stuff from actual home because they don't have a relationship with their nervous system yet and their emotional body, I'm... Again, oneness consciousness, creating the dots for what oneness consciousness 5D is you using your left and right brain mode. It's very straightforward. And with the good mental health people, if you need a good therapist, Patrick Tiahan, childhood trauma survivor, healed and healing, and he offers a community and more, and he can be a good therapist for you. He knows how to hold space for your inner child and what the process is. In fact, he has a whole uh, video on six down pitfalls when people don't go to a good psychotherapist for their childhood trauma and one of them is oh you get all the self-awareness you want and you can diagnose yourself but that's not actually going to help you not project your unfinished business and and in fact self-awareness and diagnosing you shouldn't take that lightly you should really find a good therapist and a good way to understand yourself not use what in fact we find 4D using, oh, I'm an empath, I always end up with narcissists. Yeah, that's not nice. Nor is it correct, by the way. Because if you're an empath and you're with a narcissist, or you're both empaths, technically. A narcissist, if they're an actual narcissist, they need a good therapist. So why are you using that word? Oh, also, we all have the narcissist bubble. So if it doesn't get disrupted here, by the time you're three, you're going to get to learn the world does not revolve around me. But you're not going to be teasing or mocking or be upset when you see somebody having fun with life. Unlike a person who's pretending to play Superman or Superwoman or just a superhero and they get yelled at by one of their adult figures. You're being a stupid asshole. Stop it. Or just yelling at somebody and their nervous system reacts with shame and then they've, poof, 
now I'm going to be a jerkwad as I grow up. And that's why it's not an asshole diagnosis for real. It's a poor child who got interrupted in the time of imagination and now they're being an asshole. And it's not even an asshole. They're, what is it, a character trait. It's no, not really. Let me think about how to explain this one. So, you know, people who trip people on purpose for fun and they laugh in a way of ha ha ha, I made you fall and that's so funny. But it's not in a way, we all laugh. I've laughed when people have fallen, not in like a malicious. So the malicious, which here's where it's not malicious in the very sense of the word. It is a person who is rejoicing of of another person's pain because they first and foremost are in pain. And I'm trying to describe how this works backwards, if you will, to get to that 18-month-old, to that three-year-old, to the moment that these lovely mental health professionals explain if your narcissistic little bubble is interrupted, that's why then you grow up to actually be an quote-unquote asshole because your ego got burst when you were that small and you don't know that if you really did healing, you'd start crying about that once it came forth because you'd remember how it felt as the three-year-old. And that's where the first emotion that comes up when you're that vulnerable and that helpless is terror. So that's uncomfortable. So being comfortable with uncomfortable is what people don't learn to do, but they do learn to mock each other and then to say, oh, humans are broken or assholes. No, no, they're assholes, but not really assholes. They're assholes that don't know about their emotional plane yet. They might not want to because it's that terrifying. It's not the devil. I'm so sorry. The devil didn't make you do it. No, it's your body that is in a state of suffering and you don't have the exploration because you didn't find a good therapist yet. And that's how we're going to keep moving forward because 5D is a securely attached person. We take very seriously people's mental health. And there's a buttload of good therapists out there that I can direct any person who wants to go to one. Again, Patrick Tiahan, as he points out, no need to go project anything. Hurt people who hurt people, they can find good information. It's 2023. There's plenty of good ones. There's plenty of bad ones out there too. So please allow yourself to understand very straightforwardly human evolution is the consistency of educators it's not because of the ancients although the ancients explain a lot of things that we still don't know about but science knows about a lot of other things too and it disproves things that are stories like from cosmos when we learn in one of the episodes on consciousness thank you neil degrasse as a child is having epilepsy they give a goat's blood to the deities to stop the demon, oh, lo and behold, it's epilepsy. Now we know, thank you, Patrick McNamara, it's 2023, that nope, no demonic possession. When you're having visions of demons or nightmares, your brain is working a certain way. It's trying to get your trauma memory to be put in long-term memory. It doesn't all get healed away, so trauma memory stays in your brain. You get PTSD, it's lingering around, and oh, look, lo and behold, You get REM that erupts in your daytime state and you can also see things. And if you put yourself through enough nightmares without going to get help, well, your fear receptor eventually breaks because it's already working wonky. So there's an explanation of the things that happen to people who see demons and devils. Just saying, 4D doesn't apparently know about Patrick McNamara. Or maybe they don't believe in him. Apparently, they know more than years and years of research and he doesn't know everything yet i mean there's still plenty of holes that's why people like to fill up those holes with their stories oh that's right of their own opinions about human beings and of a plane in imagination land 
which is not just imagination land. It's in our mind's eye. But again, let me go back to my story. When I tell my stories, my lovely family's like, Maria, you're a woo-woo lady. I'm like, yep, I know it. But I also know that it's true. I also know I won't know it. So I also know it's not a big deal, which is why it's okay for you to say I'm a woo-woo lady and I'm not offended. Oh, yes, I'm not offended as a Reiki practitioner of those theologians who are deciding to do their little list of, oh, here's my take on you not being given this seal of holy approval seal i'm like yeah do you think i live in the middle ages i don't i live in 2023 so sorry you didn't know the future was here and anybody who doesn't understand this it's okay there are those who want silverbacks they're all called followers and they follow traditional cults culty cults and lo and behold ethical cults some of us don't need cheerleaders or leaders we like to learn and exchange it's the three-year-olds who have fun because that's what it is to be educated and to then say, hey, get a good therapist if you don't like life. Because the minute you say, ew, I don't want compassion, is the minute I'm going to say, that's a red flag. I think I might go over there because you're not securely attached in your body. And that means you're not going to want to love life. And I don't want to be around somebody who doesn't want to love life. It's too short. I got 24 hours. And I have awareness of a lot of beautiful things, including why mindfulness helps you why biofeedback helps you, why brain stimulation helps, and a lot more about how our senses work. And on that note, let me move back into how was I leading? Yes, the story. So this future person, they're in my life now as well, but in the future, as they came into my dream and allowed me to pass on information to their person who is going through some of their transformative moments because this is where every year we have transformation if you have awareness of yourself as a 5d mystic you will of your own dharma wheel 5d has dharma not karma because we don't do unfinished business we have our family to continue our expansion like my mother and twin they get the three-year-old and i get to be the person who says i'm sorry when the three-year-old gets rigid and chaotic because they stepped into territory that I'm just used to being my three-year-old with them. So they, they, they have a lot that they get to put up with. I get to put up with them too. That's called family for us. Italian family, uh, Naples, Italy, South. Let me specify because there's a difference. Yes, there is. And on that note, uh, don't ask me. No, ask me if you want. I love the South. People should really come. But if you don't like chaos, then you might as well not come to cities. You, you want to go other places because that's what some people, they don't like alive because, you know, lively, loud noises. Again, everybody has a different relationship with their senses. Some of us like life. So people are life to us, not the middle of nowhere. Doo -doo, doo -doo, chip, 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 chip. It's like, yeah, beautiful bird. But you know what? I like to be teeny. That reminds me of the movie, My Cousin Vinny. When he gets put in prison, if anybody's watched it, and he can sleep finally well because out in the country, he's like, oh my gosh, that's me. I love the city. I love noises. I love people. And that's a person for you who doesn't have any intention of moving away from human beings. Walking with the people. Jesus did it. And that's where some people apparently forgot that he walked with all people. Lo and behold, I don't know what to say. I told God about it. And like he created psychology. I don't understand why they're not learning it. Oh, and they're also saying that they're defending something. But I see that they're not actually subjecting to the law very specific people that they should be subjecting to the law. How and why are they hiding them or whatever it is they're doing? I don't even care. I mean, I know about forgiveness, but the law exists to protect us. So if some people want the ancients to rule, I'm so sorry. No, no. 
the medieval times are over. Thank goodness we're in the future because, yeah, that really, the medieval times, the fact that entities that have no legal anything but that are built based on, what is it called? A lot of things is what I'm going to leave it alone because I'm thinking right now besides just those institutions, we got some other definite ancients that do other things. And I'm like, whoa, I'm so happy I'm from the West. I know I chose to be in the Western world. I know that they're not perfect. By no means, nobody's perfect. But I'm happy that in 2023, I'm in the Western world. I have to say this because I know that one way, shape, or form, we're going to fix the system. And that's because we do use the scientific methodology. So we're A-OK with our educators, our researchers. We get, oh, I, I will fund science because they're going to protect the future since the physicists do know how things are going to move forward. I'm so sorry that some people want to be, again, wherever they want to be, good for them. Some of us are okay with continuing to support life as we move into time. Others, they like to watch Doomsday Clock. It's very sad that they don't have a good time in their body because they don't know they're three-year-old. So sad, so sad. So on that note, when somebody does not like humanity, you already know, okay, some shit went down somewhere. I'm going to move away from you. Ciao. Let me keep on having fun with people who love the rainbow of colors of people. And the rainbow of colors of people is where we know that there's always, always going to be more tomorrow because evolution, expansion, and oh, that's right. When we have moments of imagination, my story so in the future, basically, instead of being left in my cliffhanger, thanks to meeting this person who's in my future, I know that I won't be forever in that spot that I was left with my family, by the way. So I'm like, yes, that's such a great news. I have great news because now I know that when I'm dying, I know that I will be okay in the future too. And I control everybody. Who wants to tell anyone about how our brain works? Anybody? My regular listeners, they're like, wow, are you on sugar? Nope, nope, I'm high on life. So here's where our brain is an anticipatory organ. Anybody know that? I found that one out, but I also already knew. It tries to keep you safe and protected. The part about when your integrated brain is working together, the fun is this, is that left and right are partners. They're in cahoots. <laughs> they're like, okay, I'm, yes, we... We know that we don't know everything, but we still like to know stuff. So it's still nice to gain all the pieces of information possible because this is nice. It's a nice little cozy bunch of teddy bears that I have hugging my, I'm hugging them right now. Okay, so with our Claire's, it's very beautiful. And here, I want to honor and respect mysticism because it is really something amazing. 4D does a disservice. Every year that I pass with 4D, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? How are you so disconnected from what is coming out of your mouth? So I'm so happy that I can share more about mysticism for the 5D, the 5D way. Because when you look at like only spirituality, Sadhguru talks about disregarding your dreams and your clairs and all this stuff. He does it for other reasons. And I get it, but for those of us who love life and love our relationships, Claire's are a beautiful gift, or it's not a gift, it's part of our makeup, but still, it's a gift. I'll say it that way because it is a gift. It's a gift because you understand what it means to be connected to people 
because you're shared consciousness. You also understand what it means to be connected to emotions because you don't have a window of tolerance for your emotions. You have a window of welcome. So this is what 4D misses out on because they don't end up learning how to be with their emotions. Instead, a person who's 5D and has that whole three-year-old heart, we're good with emotions. Like, wow, I feel deeply. This is awesome. So you're like, this is amazing. I can feel the depths of the emotional plane. People who don't have a relationship in any way, shape, or form with compassion and their emotional plane, they don't know this. They don't know the depth of the richness of their own human being emotions. So, secure attachment with the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, which is what I'm describing to you right now, put to the side even mysticism, but it's a depth of emotional experience with the actual, just beautiful, again, three-year-old, but grown up. And it is a presence of this energy. So you get to become your full-blown Purusha Prakriti, the pure energy that you hear about in yoga practices and people who talk about yoga stuff and Ayurveda stuff. So it's pure energy and Purusha is pure consciousness and it's unconditional love translated to human stuff. It's an integrated brain, restored embodied self. It's a person who has secure attachment. It means you know how to handle any person in the way of an adult. It means you're a person, I'm a person, that's it. But you feel deeply as well. And so mysticism is something beautiful, Claire's. It's not scary. It's also not something that makes you more special. For the 5D person, you're not more special. You're not anointed. You, you, you won't in any way, shape, or form feel that way about your Claire's. You'll feel the opposite. When 4D people would use these words for respect, because of course that's their subjective experience. I'm having my own subjective experience with Claire's. They're having their own. So there's no reason for me to present my subjective experience because my personal relationship is not what they're having. So there's not a competition. There's a sharing experience. And that's why the right silence is I don't need to add my subjective experience, which is contrasting with theirs. Why would I share that? It doesn't have any place in this interaction that we're having. And so for 4D, they get these clairs and they immediately think of themselves as, and the group of Claire people as more special. I have yet to meet one human being that has Claire's that has not used the word, we're more special, or we're special, or we're more sensitive. So this, this idea that having a level of um, insight makes you more. That we're special, all people are special. This is, we, we, we add to each other, we have different experiences. Okay, and so for, again, respect of another person sharing their excitement, you're not going to be like, no, I mean, I share, we're all special, because that's something that is important to share, to respect all humanity, and that's the only thing that I've always said, we're all special, some, yes, of course, Claire's have this different take, da da da, da but uh, we're not more and some people will say, no, no, but you know what I mean. I'm just saying we're different. And it's like, no, I did hear you the first time around, but we're not different. Meaning we all have differences. The plane of healthy self-worth is nobody's superior, nobody's inferior. So reiterating all is one of those common denominators of saying we're all on the same plane. 
because each piece of consciousness contributes to the other. This is where secure attachment lies. And that's why for the lovely poly secure community, I'm solo poly. When we have partners, we are always in a state of compersion for them and their other partners. But also just in general for our loved ones, we're happy that they're happy. If, let's say, a person that I love is happy to be in a life without my presence, I am in compersion for them. Does that mean that my emotions are immediately joyous? No, not even close. That has nothing to do. Joyous is not the emotion that will be present, but there will be the emotion and the awareness of equanimity. There will be the awareness of dharma. I have likes and dislikes. What do I wish for a person? As Sadhguru points out, love is not about you wanting something from another. Love is you loving a person for who they are. This is secure attachment. You are you, I am me. And if I actually love you, I'm not going to be next lifetime, asshole. When you ditch me, quote unquote, means you're not ditching me. And then you're not an asshole, even though you might be an asshole, but you're not an asshole. No, that's not the feeling of a person who is securely attached. The feeling is I'm happy if you're happy. And whatever I have that I will work with emotionally will be mine to work with. So if I'm upset, quote unquote, and I say quote unquote because to us see the word upset and us who, the Enlightenment Soul Age, you 5D mystic, a person who has a whole three-year-old heart. If you're not actually underneath a truck somewhere, we're not in suffering. Emotions are the most amazing part of life. You know you're alive, like literally you know you're alive. Pain, we don't want pain. Physical pain is what I'm talking about. When it comes to, again, emotions, they're not painful to experience for our body because we're intimate with it. So my home, my body is safe. And I have emotions because I'm human. And so they're not in the place of suffering because my brain doesn't work in the temporal junction. It works in the prefrontal cortex. When you're in a physiological state of compassion, the insula or the isola lights up. It's one of the two. I, I always forget if there's an N or no N. The amygdala, because you're alerted to something of value. The temporal junction, that's where you relate to things from the past, but you move to the prefrontal cortex, which is where you're taking in what's happening and you're seeing what can I do? Can I respond to this? Is there something I can do? In a minute of interaction with people, if I'm conversing and let's say we're having a misalignment moment, then I will choose the right silence. I will contemplate probably not saying anything if we're misaligning. If on the other hand, we're just recalibrating, then I'm going to keep on tangoing and wiggling and we'll get to realignment and resonate and we'll get to that trust part and we'll get to be intimate together. If let's say it's a situation. So if I'm in a physical situation, where I know, let's say you're falling, I'm four foot nine. Let's say you're a big person. I'm gonna come help you, but I probably will not be able to lift you up. So I will, in my prefrontal cortex, be like, okay, should I run over? And I'll say, okay, I'll run over. Maybe I can still help them. Maybe we can see if they can leverage something nearby. So I'll figure out if there's a ability for me to respond. However, let's say I see somebody getting beat up. Okay, I'm four foot nine. I'm going to lose that fight. I'm, I'm not even going to make it halfway there. So what I will probably do is say maybe from afar I can use my voice and make myself be known. So I'm going to scream, but I'm not going to approach. I'm going to stay far away, make sure that I can go and get help that 
that's how you're using your prefrontal cortex. So you observe, but you maintain a sense of calm, which is easy for a person who has a whole three-year-old heart and no unresolved trauma and no hidden trauma from themselves either, okay? Hidden means that you have, so fight, flight, people who are always vigilant towards each other, even without having had circumstances around them. I know many people, they just watch movies all the time and they create these fantastic, no, they're shitty scenarios because of a whole bunch of things. And one of the examples is people at work, Oh, I know my colleagues are out to get me because they're sitting here and doing it. So there's some people, they just live their life full on in these conspiracy ideas. It's imagination land and they don't move out of it. They, they basically create stories because there's no proof of what they're saying. They're just saying, no, no, stereotypes told me so. So I know that my colleagues are jealous and envious of me because I have X, Y, Z, D, F, G. It's like, okay, fine, if you think that. And so a person can be intuitive all they want, but if they're scanning their territory like that, they're in their midline, and in their, in fact, uh, midline means their threat center. So their amygdala is using the neuroplasticity. That's why it's hypervigilant, enlarged, and it doesn't mean that they're going to be reactive necessarily, but they definitely are not in the clarity of their prefrontal cortex because they distorted everything. For all you know, somebody's just chit-chatting away and you have nothing to do with anything. So people can make assumptions. When they do, they're using their own biases without acknowledging I'm doing a subjective thing means I want to be a person who thinks always that people are out to get you. That would be better because at least that way you admit to yourself you're the one who's creating the story of everybody's out to get me versus the stereotype generalization or let me say, no, no, Everybody's going to come out to get you. I'm going to use another example. So I'm a very loving person, always. And that's since I was a kid. And I have awareness of what stereotypes are out there. I don't give a shit. I don't live my life based on stereotypes. And I tell my friends that. So when I have male friends, I let them know, hey, let, is your girlfriend jealous, wife, whatever? Or do, we, do I need to be concerned with how I treat you because I want to hug you? I want to be all festive. That's how I am. I'm going to celebrate you. And this is the part of where if they don't know their own partner, I can't do anything about that one. But if I find myself in a situation where somebody misunderstands, I will present. I understand what you're saying. Here's what I can tell you about me. I just love this way. So I don't want your person, even if I'm polyamory, doesn't mean I'm going to come get them. I can get it that you're afraid because it's different than the monogamy people. But believe me, I have respect. People choose who they want to be with. So I'm not going to try and... And plus, that's actually not love. Me trying to get somebody that way, that, that sounds ridiculous. Love means that we want to enjoy each other for a reason. And love is always what we are in, by the way. Because here, compassionate, physiologically speaking, you're in your ventral vagal state with the oxytocin gene hormone on. That's the enlightenment soul age. So we're in love every day of our life. We don't need a person per se. And on that note, I have one of my friends who recently, it was funny because they told me about this thing because we share hearts and we use words. So they call me uh, amore and I don't call them that, but I send hearts to my loved ones and my friends, male, female, doesn't matter. I do like to use love, not care, because it's different. I love my friends. I love my family. I love, and some people say, then it means nothing. That's your opinion. I get it. 
but care is very diminutive. Long story short, they eventually explain to their partner, this is just a very good friend of mine, and I got to meet the partner. And once they see me, they, they get it. The people are able to notice that I don't uh, try to take people away from other people. So then we have people who don't believe it, and that's fine. They're skeptics. They don't trust humanity. In fact, they're broken because their three-year-old heart is broken because they don't have the awareness of them projecting whatever experiences they had onto other people and onto life and onto people like me. So they are choosing to project. Since I had this heartbreak happen, I'm going to say every person and I'm going to apply these stereotypes and I'm going to say that, yes, I know you. So I don't care if you tell me you don't want anything from somebody. I'm going to say that I know you more than what you're telling me. So it's a different story when you say that's my subjective opinion and I will stick to my subjective opinion. Good. Stick to your subjective opinion. You can't prove it especially if it hasn't happened. And even if it happens, you can't prove it still. The only way people can actually know intent is if the person is speaking it. Because otherwise, you know, and this is an area that a person who's securely attached will know, like the back of your hand. It doesn't matter if you think you're a mind reader. If you want to make a case, you'll always be able to make a case. But you will not be the person who's in the thought of that other person. And to actually think that you can, with a certainty here, intelligent ones wander. Dead idiots are sure. So whenever I meet a dead idiot, they got a blinder on. I don't even bother. And to close on out, my, one of my boyfriends, the way we got together, I fed them at a club some chicken. It was not in any way, shape, or form because I, I had no interest for this person, not even a little bit, zero, zero minus minus. I never told him that to that extent because I didn't want to be mean about it, but I had no interest at all. I'm just that type of person. And it was when we were talking about why they did try to hit on me or something like that, where he says, my friends, they said, see, she likes you. It was after I had fed him this chicken. I was just being nice. And this is the part where people will assume shit based on groups that have no fucking idea who they're dealing with. I had another dude, the same thing. Oh, this one was even more hilarious because this guy, so pompous in his own pompous ass, he went up to one of the girls because this person had all these girls who were actually fighting over him I would go clubbing with all these people and I I remember I'm like what the fuck because this man had a girlfriend who was never with him at the club so he was consistently cheating on his girlfriend with these women who were then fighting in the club for this person so they were all basically the sidekick of the girls and yet they all desperately somehow fell for this person so again no interest whatsoever because yes interesting definitely not gonna go and hang out with you you're cheating on your girlfriend you seem to not care what you're doing you're actually leveraging your looks apparently so long story short one of the first nights I'm out it's probably the second night I go to one of the nightclubs that they organized this is a public relations PR is what they call them in Italy so he and his friend they actually organized I don't think they do it anymore club nights and in fact, they had, a, they had a routine. And the other part is I had already noticed their little routine because 
I'm a person who can see things. <laughs> so they, they, had a, they had a type and they had a way they went about their type. Long story short, my friend, in fact, did end up with the other guy, which I found out later because she told me and she didn't want to tell me. I forget how it is. And I'm like, wow, that's really shady. You didn't tell me. And we're going out together all the time. But it's okay because I had already figured out that she didn't want to say things. Oh, no, that's right. Because she also is basically with somebody. So she cheated on the boyfriend. And that's probably why she didn't say anything. Because she felt, even though as a friend, why well, I wouldn't judge you. You're doing your thing. I'm not going to judge you. You, you. They were having problems and issues in the first place. But I understood that she was hiding it because she didn't want to say because she was with somebody at the time then she broke up with him and that's why then she shared this with me but I had no interest for the other dude so this dude and I had very nice conversations and I remember at a certain point he stopped having these conversations and I was kind of like I don't know what happened because I was building a friendship so this is where once I found out what to be continued in a minute, <laughs> once I found out this little piece of information, I was like, ah, because they weren't going to get the score, they figured it out, that's why they stopped writing me, so they were just trying to write to me to get something out of me, but then there's nothing here, because I'm just building a friendship, okay, that makes so much sense, and you know, it's like, but long story short, I'm out at the, at the club, and it's the second time I go out with my girlfriend and we're meeting new people and I get basically stepped on by this woman who then becomes my friend as well and her and her friends so it's like it's again these these guys had a routine I swear to god I don't even know these women are they that dumb so all of these women they they fell for this this little trick so I get stepped on I almost get thrown to the floor I knew it was done on purpose but I'm a person who will not be like, oh, let me treat you again, like shit. So I was like, whoa, okay, hi. And I introduced myself, I believe. And I say hi to the man as well. The person, the woman who I become friends with, it was after like a whole year of basically going out and having fun. We're at the beach and they say, you know, you remember that night that I stepped on you? I was like, yeah, <laughs> who can forget about that night? And she was like, you know what he told me? He told me in my ear as I went to hug him that I would be making you jealous. And, and I laughed in her face because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how arrogant this asshole was. And I laughed not to mock him. I just was so humored that this guy, because I was being nice to you and talking to you, thought that I automatically would want to be with him, which I didn't. And that's when I was like, ah, that's why he just stopped talking to me. Now it's all coming together. And with her and her and I, I said, he, he's such, he, that's so egoic. I said, and I told her, I said, I had no interest in him whatsoever. Not even a little bit, zero. But I'm happy you told me because this makes me so humored by all of it. And I think I shared with her, I was wondering why he stopped writing me. Now I know. And that was that. So people, when they don't know their own worth, they make up a lot of assumptions with other people instead know their worth so we're just you know direct communicators and at that point I was in my early 20s well I guess you could say mid 20s so I was like 25 26 tops 27 and this man was my age you know, it was hilarious I I need to tell a little bit more of that story you know what I think I'll do an episode on that because these two and the women there 
and just the way that they handled things. Oh, and the transformation of this other guy. So the other guy, he went way extreme on religion and everything. But in the meantime, he had cheated on his other girlfriend so many times. And now he's like married with four or five kids. And I'm wondering, huh, I wonder if you actually are done cheating on your spouse or if you're just putting up some facade like other people do because... You know, this is one of the reasons why more people should embrace polyamory and it's better than bullshitting your way through life and being an asshole, quote unquote, because really you're just a insecure teenager who grows up at a certain point or you're living a compulsive recycling of whatever household environment you had because that happens too. There are people who in their own household, in fact, they have their parents cheating on each other and then they go and marry somebody and they have the same thing and they just have that that's karma right there but they all could actually get good therapy learn how to have healthy self-worth stop being presumptuous assholes quote-unquote then again some people like the movies like mean girls or hangover so they're like no no drama it's just life and it's like no no <laughs> 5D mystic or not, I'd be like, yeah, no, it's actually not emotionally or mentally secure people. They haven't learned how to integrate their brain yet. They haven't learned to look at their unfinished business from their house and they're bringing it to each other and they're calling themselves and each other names. So really it's just people not very educated and yet they live in the Western world and they want to talk about other parts of the countries and shout at each other about how dare they justify cheating or how dare they allow polyamory to be how dare they give neurodivergent and neuroatypical people room it's like well wait a minute how dare you not understand that there's new pieces of information that help us to understand humanity a little bit better and a lot better and you know how dare you want silverbacks because some of us don't want to be in ancient times so sorry that you want to live in the past some of us are good with being more evolved that means more inclusive all inclusive because of compassion and actually hearing the neuroscience people, biology people, the educated people that are doing research. And yes, they get money. And if you want to think they're being controlled, that's okay. You can go down your little conspiracy assumption path. Please go. Shoo, shoo. You can keep doing that. We're going to do something different. It's called living life with people who know how to enjoy life because they have a three-year-old with a whole heart. So it's called We Have Humor and We Have Seriousness, Love and Respect. And remember, you don't live in any body else's body but you know what's humorous is when things like this happen <laughs> and people literally and not just literally they actually think that another human being is interested in them physically might I add because they're kind and loving and it's even more humorous that they will actually do something because this dude went and whispered in this woman's ear who then stepped on my foot almost threw me to the ground who I could have gotten into a fight with which I would never have because why would I I knew what was happening because I'm not uh, again stupid and I had seen the two idiots be idiots and apparently the women are idiots with them because if I were a woman and even if I liked you the minute that I know you have a girlfriend is the minute that you're off limits and the minute that you would come to me and you have a girlfriend I'm be like excuse me you have a girlfriend are you polyamorous no okay then how about you go talk to your girlfriend no actually I'm not interested in you at all because the minute you're coming to me like that and you haven't clarified with your own girlfriend something, it means you have no respect for the person with you're with. What do you think that's going to mean about me? Hmm, let me think about that one. Nope, I actually have a very clear mind 
your actions will speak louder than your words ever shall. And the minute that you show any type of lack of respect towards another human being means that you lack that awareness and you assume things. And if you're assuming things, it means you think you know everything. You're a dead sure idiot. You're not 5D. You're not secure attachment. You're not a person because you didn't have the ability to be intelligent and wander and actually think outside the box. So you're automatically somebody who's blinded. And at that point, there's no reason for me to use my time, especially in a way that would involve something that is nothing except for a compulsive activity. So it's very interesting. Teenagers, they're all over the place. Mm, secure attachment people, we're not interested. We see right through it. It's like, huh, humored. And at the same time, how sad. And at the same time, why do I need to watch movies? I just go outside, open the door and say, ah, mental health professional, anybody want a good one? No, you're all good, good living your karma. Okay, I'm going to go do dharma over there. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no yoga. Nope, but I did do a little bit of it. Thank you, sad guru. So we have a really nice time as we evolve. I look forward to hearing any of your questions and to being back with more. Have a great day.